Welcome to Ready for Love Radio. This is your host and love coach, Nikki Lee. Today, we are going all the way to Hawaii for our guest. Now, I'm going to try not to be jealous about the fact that our guest is in Hawaii and I'm not. (laughs) That's okay. It's a beautiful day here in Virginia, too. So, that's you know what, James, I'm not even going to be jealous that you're on Maui and I'm not. But that's okay. That's okay. You're always invited, Nikki. Yeah, but it's a long way to Hawaii. But the, you know what? Watch out. Watch out saying that because you never know. I could figure out a way to get there. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I did have a client that had a real estate company in Hawaii, but I didn't get there while she was. we were working together either. But one of these days. Listeners, let me tell you, James does some very interesting stuff that we're going to talk about, and pretty much all of my listeners at some point have heard me do an interview with Susan while we were working on the book, the the book, Am I Normal If?, and most all of my listeners have heard me do an interview with Paul. Um, Paul's been here umpteen times talking about all kinds of different topics. And I actually met James on a call with Susan and Paul the other day for IMBT, otherwise known as Integrative Mind-Body Therapies. So James is also involved with IMBT. So that's how we met. We met on a Zoom call the other day. So I, I actually I saw you on the website and I said I have to met, meet this James person one day. So we we did meet on Zoom and we're talking about all kinds of exciting things IMBT has coming up, which I'll be sharing on the the show as we release things to the public. Um, James, it's great to have you with me, and and we are going to share some really interesting stuff. James is into all kinds of things, y'all. So, <laughs> so yes, I, it's great to be here, and I'm look, really looking forward to um, talking about some of the things that I'm doing and uh, sharing with folks what is possible out there. There, you know, I like possibilities. I like creativity, and I like possibilities. And James talks about things that have to do with pleasure and communication and empowerment and togetherness. I just, y'all are going to love this. Okay. So <clears throat> let me see. You know, and you gave me a list of all these things that you do, and I'm like, unbelievable all the stuff that you do. But let me let me start with his mission. Okay, let's start there. His mission is to cultivate a global consciousness re-evolution through individual sensation-based awareness. I like that. I like that. He says he feels that the majority of the world's issues can be traced back to our overall dysfunctional relationship to our sexuality. And I think you're right on it with that. I really do. The way to yeah, heal... It, oh, go ahead. Let me finish. The way to heal that relationship is through sensation-based awareness, which leads to the global consciousness re-evolution. Now, you know, something that I think isn't realized, and I didn't realize it until I got into all this and started studying with Dr. Ava and, and working with Tova and Susan, is that... Our sexuality and being in touch with our sexuality impacts all facets of our life, not just sex and intimacy. Do you agree with me? Oh, yes, for sure. Okay. Uh, That's one of the main reasons I'm in this work. Okay. Now, there are people who 
and and mainly ones who want to suppress and repress people as far as their sexuality who seem to have this feeling and thought that when we talk about being in touch with our sexuality we're only talking about the actual act of having sex and intercourse and that kind of thing or thinking about sex and and that kind of deal they don't realize that being in touch with our sexuality and maybe feeling sexy and you know being passionate about something and being intimate and all of that doesn't just mean uh, having sex they they don't grasp what having a relationship and being in touch with our sexuality actually means how how do you describe being in touch with our sexuality aside from the actual act of having sex does that make sense so the oh yeah for sure the what we're talking about what we're talking about is that creative energy that place in ourselves that um is intuitive is connected to the sensations in our body can feel and read those sensations and recognize the interconnection with our environment and with other people. And if you will, you know, with the cosmos or with God. Um, So that energy, even if we're not having intercourse, because that's not the main point, that's a beautiful point, but it's not the main point. The main point is that, recognition that I am a whole and complete organism that has the capacity to feel into life on these in in this huge way most most of the time we're living in this kind of really narrow band of reality that is you know not to denigrate ego but it's basically ego based and it's sort of um, easily manipulated and uh, filled with uh, regrets from the past and the fear of the future, and it's and it's a place of confusion for a lot of people. As we drop into our body and through these practices that I've learned and I've developed some things, you become more comfortable with the range of sensation and feeling so that when things come at you in life that might feel upsetting, you can actually ride the waves of that without um, getting completely thrown off your base. So to me, that is that sensual, creative nature. That's a primal nature that we are all... um, that is all that is part of all of our uh, heritage <clears throat> and you know we there's been a long period of time where that has been kind of demonized and diminished and shunned even that place where you know we crawling rolling jumping getting our hands in the mud holding kissing hugging getting getting life's juices all over us, so to speak, you know. So part of my part of my mission, you would say, is, you know, through that sensation-based awareness is being unafraid to feel the whole range of sensations and feelings that are available to us, being comfortable with that, and being able to actually have some agency in how you act in life and what you create in life from that. And we can go on to other things around how, how we, how we uh, translate sensation given our current uh, social conte- context, you know, that there's, we all have experience, we all have perceptions, and there's a tendency to, to um, interpret sensation from that narrow band sort of um, conditioned place as opposed to just feeling the sensations and the, and the feelings. Right. 
some something hit me the other day because I was I was raised in a very um, religious repressed kind of <laughs> environment, and um, do you think it's a coincidence that that kind of an atmosphere um, discourages? And discourages is, is a very light term, trust me. Um, cre- creativity and curiosity. Yeah. And, and oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. The 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 thing about it is is that um, if you have creativity and curiosity, and you're truly thinking for yourself, which means that you're actually feeling in your body. You, you're like, oh, this is what really um, excites me. Right. Then you're not, then you're not, you're less uh, likely to be in that place where you can be manipulated and controlled. Exactly. Exactly. And, and when somebody is putting out a rule book, or a dogma, they they don't want people to deviate from that. Exactly. You know? And unfortunately, if we're not allowed to deviate, we're also stifling our growth, and not just on a personal level, but social as as well. You know, consciousness evolution. Right. Exactly. Well, and that's true. And and they they make sex in any talk or thought or whatever sexuality at any level for anyone, especially if you're single. But I mean, you know, even <laughs> even if you're married, it's it's very limited what you're quote unquote allowed to do. You know, so even even when you're married and allowed to have sex, you know, to have kids there's still constraints on how much you can embrace your sexuality in that kind of a situation. So your creativity, your curiosity, and your ability to grow as a human being and that sort of thing is still very limited. So I was just just thinking about that. That just kind of hit me the other day. And it's like, you know, I I know how that you're you're not supposed to question, you're not supposed to think for yourself, and and all this sort of thing. And it's just it's interesting how how all those things work together, and they know they work together. That's why all those things are discouraged, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. But yeah. I th- well, I you know, you there's a there <clears throat> there's a. Um, and I think this has been building more and more over, you know, the last few hundred years is this desire to create safety. So, you know, I, I don't think that all the things that have been created that stifle and repress are actually like um, done necessarily with malicious intent. I think a lot, most of it's done just out of ignorance and out of this deep desire to create safety within ourselves and a community. Um, unfortunately, it just has gotten really, really distorted. So the safety, safe containers that we're trying to build that's for our children actually cut them off or cut us off from our natural ability to read our environment, read people, and make appropriate decisions. And so then, you know, you have, instead of having true sex education for kids, what we do is we set up a, a paradigm that says you need to be afraid. You know, we're going to keep you so safe, um, but you're just going to be afraid of everything, you know? Right. Uh, and, and, you know, there's, I mean, there's a lot more to that that can get very in-depth. But, uh, you know, the, the, the way to freedom from all of this is by the allowance of and actually the um, the encouragement of getting into our true primal natures, knowing that, you know, the quote shadow or the dark side or the icky stuff, you know, and, and really know that stuff. That's why I do uh, 
hedonic engineering, and we can talk about that in a minute. But, you know, the idea is you don't just jump off the cliff and, like, make it a free-for-all and you're going to be a, you know, dynastic uh, 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 free-for-all every day, but it's, it's taking little bites of things that push your edges and expand your capacity Right. Slowly, but slowly, but slowly, and um, so yeah, and and we can do that consciously as adults. Where well, like, we, go ahead. There, well, there's many times on here that I'll say, you know, you can you can grow a little at a time. You know, you can yeah. get out of your comfort zone. You know, a little at a time. You don't have to dive head first. <laughs> just, just you know, put put your foot out. You know, just put right. your ankle out. Just try, just okay. Just learn about something new. You know, just expand your knowledge yeah. so that you're you're not taking some stranger's word for something and drawing a, an erroneous conclusion about it. Just learn so that if you meet somebody that does something new, you'll have a better understanding. You know, you know, exactly. you may you may find something new that does interest you. You never know, but just because you learn about something doesn't mean you have to embrace it and do it. You'll just grow because you learn something new, and you have more understanding about something yeah. new and new people and new whatever. You know, so exactly. yeah, I thought that you. Well, we- understand what I was trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that's a that's a it's a good point too. I mean I there was periods of my, my life where I've done that sort of slow step, you know, a little sip at a time, a little thing, you know, kind of breaking open my own self and releasing conditioning and clearing my eyes so I could see where uh, my you know, the, the decisions that I had made to keep myself safe as a child weren't right. helping me as an adult. And I reached a certain level through, you know, just different spiritual practices and uh, yoga and breath work and just a, a whole variety of things, even um, doing, you know, my first heavy psychedelic journey within a, within a container and I reached a place where I actually made the conscious decision to dive into that, what some people call it left-hand tantra or dark tantra, um, dive completely into the, the, the desire field and just explore everything. And where I, what I felt within that, and, you know, again, this isn't for everybody. I'm not saying every, everybody or anybody should do this, but I'm just recounting my experience of doing that. And where I was in myself at that time was either I'm going to die in this exploration or I'm going to really break open the last bits of that deep, deep conditioning, which is, you know, family, society, transgenerational, epigenetic. It's, you know, it's all of it. And, um, you know, in that way, euphemistically die to myself, I suppose that would be. (laughs) And, you know, it, it, it was a double edged sword to do that, you know, so it's not something to be taken lightly. And in that period of time, I did clear away a huge amount of the conditioning and rearranged my neurobiology so that you know I don't have the same reactionary um, reaction to things, and my perception is opened in a way that it never has been. And at the same time, you know, some of the things that I was doing hurt my body and hurt other people. So, you know, there's, there's, it's a, it's a, it's a double-edged sword in that way. Um, And I'm glad I did it. It's part of my story. I get that. Well, and the thing is, each, each thing we do teaches us something about ourselves. 
You know, it could right. be something we do want, something we don't want, what our boundaries are, where maybe we can expand our boundaries, where we can, you know, tighten our boundaries. It, it all of those things, but it's going to teach us something. You know, we just have to pay attention and take it. You know. <laughs> yes. Well, that's another one of the foundations of the somatic work is awareness. And so, yes. you know, if, in somatic work, the way I look at it, and, you know, I'm not the only one, but, uh, you know, Let you me have... ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Oh, go ahead. You... Okay. What does somatic mean? Let's start there. <laughs> um, somatic, the word somatic uh, has a root in the Greek word soma, and without going into a lot of... Uh, history around that, uh, you know, it just means body. And it was used in a lot of different ways as body of soldiers, your, your living body, a dead body, all those kinds of things. But as the, as the years have gone by, it's, it's gotten more refined, let's say. And what it is, is it's the um, full organic, um, the, uh, you know, your whole organic Organism. So, the it's it's the sensate experience of the body as our intrinsic being. It's the body and mind as one complex organic organism, and it includes, in my vision, it includes the people around us and the totality of our environment. So. Yeah, there you go. That's somatic. Somatics. Okay. In a nutshell. Okay. Let me let me share. A, I was I was looking up some definitions to get my head around it before we got on here. And it says somatics describe any practice that uses the mind body connection to help you survey your internal self and listen to signals your body sends about pain, discomfort, or imbalance. And I would assume anything else too. Yeah, or about pleasure and joy and, um, you know, you're 100%, I don't know if I can use these words, but, you know, you're 100% fuck yes and you're 100% fuck no. I mean, like you really, when you go in and you really survey those sensations and you get comfortable with that with and, and quit shunning the things that seem uncomfortable and learn how to just sit with that energy and then you ask questions, okay, what is it that's really happening here? What is it that I really want? What is it that I really need? Who are you? Sometimes it's, a, it's an appropriate question to ask that feeling, you know, especially like when you're in a, like a trauma loop. Mm-hmm. Um, then the intuitive answers are there. As long as I'm shoving it away and say, oh, God, I don't want to feel that, um, and, you know, depending on your upbringing, that could be anything like sexual desire. Oh, ooh, ooh, that's not safe to feel, so I'm going to push that down. You know what I mean? And then that, <laughs> the more you do that, the more likely those things are going to come out in these backwards way that is going to actually be harmful to yourself or to other people. But as long right. as you go right into it and feel it and allow that energy to rise up, and not be afraid of it. As a matter of fact, what we translate oftentimes into a negative emotion is simply your creative, erotic energy that is just wanting to express in some right. way. You know? And then, of course, you can decide what you want to do with that. I mean, just because you're having a sexual desire doesn't mean you have to go and sleep with that person. You know? It just means like, whoa, I recognize that, and that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then it can change the the nature of the um, of the emotional reactivity in Very in such good. a way that you can that it becomes more of a positive creative force. Right, right. Well, the thing is, push pushing things down that we need to deal with and hiding them and and suppressing them that that never is a good thing. We need to we need to deal with them, and yeah. you know, get them get them resolved. 
I didn't say that was the easiest thing sometimes, but in the long run, that we need to do that. Okay, you've got this interesting thing. I, I love the sound of this, and it sounds so interesting, called somatic pleasure. Tell uh -huh. me about that. Yeah. <laughs> well... After um, you know many years of doing body work and uh, working with people on a psychosomatic level, what I recognized was that a a lot of people didn't know how to or didn't really want to change how they were, what was going on within them. So. Right they would come back to me over and over again for the cathartic experience and then not be able to take that out from the, you know, from the wherever we were working and use that to shift their lives so that they can live a little more comfortably in their life. Um, and so out of that, what, began to happen because I did, I've done a lot of trauma informed work with some um, ex combatants and people that have been tortured and, you know, uh, child abuse and all kinds of things. And, um, the tendency is to want to dig after the trauma, like dig into it, you know, and ask the right questions, get people to breathe, push here, push there, and, and create that cathartic moment um, because it seems, well, first off, I think it really is just kind of exciting, you know, for everybody. I mean, it creates endorphins and <laughs> all those feel goods and everybody feels good for a minute. But what I noticed is that there was no sustained change. So people okay. kept coming back with the same stuff over and over again. So in my own work, too, working with myself and around my own sexuality and repression and, and, and uh, you know, how I was raised, um, what I started getting to was that, A, you don't have to chase the trauma down, and B, that it's way better to build the foundations and the, the, um, and the tools to handle the, uh, the vagaries or the, the imbalances in life, the things that come at you or the things that arise, whether, and then, and then from there, when, when the trauma is ready to release, so we talk about the issues in the tissues, you know, so the, the body memory of something, like a time when you weren't able, as either as a child or in some other situation, weren't able to actually realize the completion of an action. So that just gets stored in the body. You know, if you're, um, well, we, we all pretty much know what trauma is. It just gets stored in the body. And if, so coming at it from a place of let's build these, let's give you these tools and build this foundation. And then when the trauma arises, you have, the tools to actually handle that and then heal from that and actually make a change in your life. Um, the other thing that happens when you come into the body from that perception or that, not that perception, but that perspective, um, a good portion of the time, what we've been calling trauma is actually just taken care of because you get to experience your energy and the sensations in your body. So somatic pleasure is, um, you know, about revealing and liberating our creative, sensual, sexual natures. And, you know, in service of living a more authentically embodied life. So, and this, this can take many different forms but the idea is to be more gentle, have more fun, um, actually create pleasure in the body, and then, and then from there, the healing 
can be done. So it's kind of like, you know, a spoonful of sugar helps a medicine go down. You know? It's like if we come at it from that instead of like this harsh place, which, you know, a lot of, a, a lot of uh, modalities are kind of in that realm, let's, let's get to the trauma, you know. Then, you know, the, the trauma actually can get reinforced or like I said before, you know, the, um, there's no sustained change. So when I work with people, I, I still use many of the same tools, you know, the breath and a, a skillful touch and movement and consent-based uh, uh, consent communication and awareness, like mindfulness meditation. We're going to go through a little meditation at the end of this. Uh, that's a, an example of that. And I'll, when I'm working with people, it can be everything from clothes on, uh, kind of contact, improv sort of movement where you're pushing up against each other and just exploring your boundaries. It can be almost like a wrestling or it can be laid out on the table and just having me work on you, um, you know, like, like massage and then guiding you through breath work and uh, awareness into the body and into the sensations, uh, encouraging people to speak into what's happening within their body. So a lot of times we can feel it, but there's some block to actually speaking about it. And through that process, it's a pretty amazing what actually arises and comes up and gets revealed and healed. And also moving more into um, the repressed sexuality realm, you know, people that have been in uh, like sexless marriages or relationships or in abusive situations or they're reaching a time of life when the sexual energy is shifting quite a bit, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it, it's uh, so when people are coming in with that, so we can move into more of the tantric or Taoist based sex, sexological practices where we might be doing belly work, we might be doing pelvic opening, which can be interior or exterior. It can be very almost medical, like an examination and releasing muscles on the inside of the pelvis, or it can be more sensual and working more towards uh, um, like orgasmic release. Um, so it, it, it's it's a pretty wide range of you know I've got a bunch of tools and a lot of a lot of uh, experience and I bring all of that to every individual session or when I'm working with groups too so I teach groups and workshops that kind of thing um, all of that comes in and and just one other thing is that the, you know every session is customized to whatever that person is bringing in at that time so. There's something that I want to put together at some point. Um, it, it's dependent on me having having the money to take take off and, and actually work on it, um, but or or funding. Um, but what about people that are going through um, medical treatment, say cancer, and they're they're feeling disconnected from their partners because of the treatment and they're they need to um, do the the healing and the wellness from their treatment and reconnecting with their partners would that be helpful for something like that I think absolutely I mean it, it's still the the somatic work right and then also now you're dealing with the trauma of medical treatment and mm. part of that trauma is the is the the treatments themselves oftentimes have a tendency to shut down desire right sexuality and also you know the body is going through this major thing there's not a lot of bandwidth for um, connecting with other people oftentimes and it's a beautiful time to 
one of the tools that I would definitely use is, is awareness or mindfulness-based uh, meditation-type practices, coming into gentle breathing, really connecting with everything that's happening in the body. Right. And then if the partner is willing, like doing that together. So again, you know, when I go over this uh, 21 breath salute that we're going to do at the end, it's something that you can do on your own, but it's also something that is developed, uh, is perfect for people to do together. And so then letting go of the ideas that you, it has to be sexual, Right. Like it, you know, like it, it, it can be very sensual and just at the level of your energy or the person's energy and getting comfortable with that and being and learning how to be okay with just where you are. Right. You know, and maybe you get a five minute connection with this other person and that's enough mm -hmm. for the day. So, yeah. I was thinking. Because, well, and of course, depending on what type of cancer you've got, depends on you know what physically you're dealing with. But, mm -hmm. um, but it seemed like that would uh, that would do. And do you do your treatment with your clients um, over Zoom? If because not all of us are fortunate enough to be in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I definitely I have a, I have several uh, coaching programs that I do on Zoom, you know, anything okay. from just a one-time call, to four session packages, um, and then, you know, various um, levels within that. And again, it's, it's, there's a pretty extensive intake and it, uh, so then we create what the client needs from that. Right. Okay. Interesting. I'll I'll add you to my list of people then, because that, that I think that would be a neat a neat addition to what I'm already thinking about. But Excellent. it's interesting as as we go through certain things ourselves. The the um, I you know the the biggest thing is you know fill fill a need, and it's uh it's something that I I know there's a lot of other people that need the same sort of thing that that dawned on me was missing yeah. during treatment. So. Okay. Um, so did did we cover how eroticism and trauma go together? Or was there another element of that that, that you want to um, cover? Well no, I I would just, just just say that, you know, the the erotic um coming at trauma or maybe not even coming at trauma, but coming into creating or recognizing or completely revealing your own sensual, erotic, creative nature builds uh, that muscle so that when anything trauma-like is stored in your body or something comes at you from the outside, you have the tools and the skill and the strength to, to deal with that, you have resiliency and agency in in those situations and not get thrown off. So, so often, the um, yeah, the the erotic energy and the stored energy from trauma are pretty much the same thing. You know, they 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 both want to express in this you know, in this way, and it's just kind of pent up. So I, I, for me, I think it's, it, for me, it's just better or, or uh, it's, it's more gentle and more fun to come at it that from that erotic side or the pleasurable side and then allow the harder stuff to come up. Right. And then, you know, there's a, there's the whole, there's the whole field of like kink and BDSM where, uh, there was one study done on um, first responder survivors from 9-11 who ended up going into the King BDSM community and finding folks that could take them through what I would just call it ordeal, you know, whether it's flogging or something like that, but taking them into this place because they had 
what might be described as survivor's guilt. You know, they had this trauma watching other people die and seeing this, you know, this, this huge um, um, event. And so to, to sort of break that, that cycle within themselves, they used eroticism, let's say, to um, shift the trauma in their body. Okay. Interesting. I hadn't thought about it, but yeah, I can definitely see people having survivor's guilt after nine eleven. <laughs> well, and then I one mean, other thing too is like if you if you look back into history, you know you had the you had the temples where you had women. They called them, you know, the temple, the sacred, the sacred whores, and right. men coming back from war would would go there and spend some time and through that erotic pleasure they would heal from the trauma wounds of being on the battle on the battlefield I mean right okay interesting um all right so what is a pleasure sensation artist that's something I made up <laughs> no, but it basically is I love even just on a fun side, right? Not therapeutically, but it can be very therapeutic. I've I've done this with people. Um I love bringing people to new experiences in their body. You know, whether it's using some kind of an implement, you know, or you're uh, feathers or um, pinwheels or um, soft gloves or scratchy things or anything that, that creates sensation on the body, um, not necessarily trying to bring pain. You're just bringing sensation to the body and exploring what feels good, where on the body it feels good. So it's a great way of learning your pleasure map you know, I like it when you squeeze my arm and, you know, just sort of like sends this sensation up through my through my head and down into my belly and, you know, it uh, opens up energy for me. It could be as simple as that. Um, and uh, so that, that's what it is. I, 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 I feel like it's kind of like painting, you know, on, on a living body with... Um, with your hands or implements or even with your own body. Okay. All right. Yeah, I've, I've one of, one of my favorite ebooks that I wrote and it's super super short. It's almost like a report is kissing from head to toe. And I yeah. I thought in every possible place I could think of. And and I tell people, you know, just just work your way through it. You know, and and even if it seems like a crazy place, try it. You never know. You know, if you don't like it, don't do it again. You know. Exactly. Yeah, like, be in a very good consent and safe container when you do that. Well, yeah. So that you know that your no is going to be um, is going to be honored, respected. Yeah. Yeah. Super important. But I mean, you know, it's it's. There's a lot of places that you probably never thought about, but I mean, the craziest <laughs> places feel good, you know. No, and you know, Nikki, that that it's it's just that kind of thing when people are willing to drop into that and yeah. know that they're in a safe container and that they can stop it at any time. That's again, that's like I can't highlight that enough, but. A lot of the things like the anxiety or the anxiousness or the kind of the trauma loop that we might talk about will be relieved to a huge extent, if not completely, by allowing, by uh, and receiving and that exploration and the, the excitement and the freedom that comes from that. You know, it's, it's pretty amazing, actually. That's it. Well, and, and knowing that you can you can ask, and your partner's got not going to say, "Are you insane?" You know, <laughs> just saying, just saying. Yeah, yes, yes. Well, it's good to have a partner that is like willing to 
move easily and freely with your with uh, your fantasies and you with theirs, and um, to really, um, yeah, create that foundation is is uh, liberating and hugely energizing. Well, and, it, so, and if you don't like it, stop. You know, so exactly. <laughs> Uh, I'm just saying, you know, you might find something you really like. You never know. All right. right. It's really interesting, too, (laughs) to watch that process. It can be. It can be very interesting. All right. So um, I asked you if you might have a love work, not homework, homework sounds like school, Love work sounds like fun. So do you have a love work assignment that you would like to share with the with the listeners? I do. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so anybody listening now, or what I would ask you to do, we're going to do what I call the 21 breath salute. So what it is, is you can do this laying down or sitting. Um, we will do, uh, obviously, 21 breaths. You'll inhale through the nose, exhale through the mouth. It's a pretty, it's a fairly rapid or a medium, medium speed breath. Um, and after the 21st breath, we'll take another inhale, and then we'll hold that inhale. And on that hold, you'll squeeze the, um, your core, you can actually just squeeze your whole body, just tighten up your whole body. If you know what bondas are, if you know how to, you know, tighten like a kegel and then tightening the core up through the, the chakras, it, that's a good way to do that too. But if not, just squeezing your whole body um, and hold that breath as long as you can. And then, on the, then you exhale all the way out, all the way out, all the way out. And then you hold that exhale. So you're holding the exhale for as long as you can. And then just going into gentle breathing. Now, what we're doing, you know, what, I, what we'll do is we'll do this. Sitting, in, in the, um, sitting or laying down, checking in with the energy in your body. We'll call it erotic energy. What is your level of energetic desire for anything, whether it's for a partner or for a cup of coffee or for a new car or a vacation to Maui. I was going to say, church to Hawaii. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, from one to ten, where are you on that scale? And then just imagine yourself being able to move that up one notch and if you're at a 10 just imagine that 10 um, uh, blooming like a flower blooming just and it's being you know showing as radiant light and color into the world and just know that this energy is your energy you get to do with it as you wish, and it's beautiful to have it. It's your birthright. So finding yourself in a comfortable place, letting your body relax, and when in when you if you're sitting up. Or even if you're laying down, one of the things when you inhale is you can rock forward on your pelvis. On the exhale, rock back. So you're opening the front side of your body on the inhale and releasing the front side or opening the back body on the exhale. So here we go.
here's 21. And inhaling all the way. Hold that breath. Squeeze your body as long as you can. Let that energy build. Feel it moving up from your, the floor of your pelvis all the way to the top of your head. And as you feel ready, exhaling through the mouth all the way. And give a little cough at the end. <laughs> Hold that exhale. And let your body relax. Feel that energy building. Feel the movement of the sensations in the body, the back and forth. Maybe you can hear your heartbeat. And when you get ready to inhale, inhaling gently through the nose. During these kinds of exercises, nitric oxide is actually... Um, um, built up inside your sinuses so you want to inhale through the nose and bring all of that beautiful nitric oxide into your body enlivening the brain enlivening the heart cleansing the blood feeling that energy taking a second to check into your level where are you now in that beautiful creative space, that erotic energy. This very simple technique is available to you at any time. Is that Maybe something that we need to do? If we need to kind of fire up the creative juices that we should do? Yes. Okay. So it was, it was something that was, you know, it's kind of out of the tantric uh, tradition and you know it was meant to build erotic energy between couples but what it does is it helps yes when you're getting ready to do your radio show or you want to sit down and do some writing or um, you're going to have to go have a conversation with somebody good or bad you know you can use this technique to um, really focus and shift the energy around that so that you're more um, present and okay. also more energized. And I would also say that you can do it more than once. We do it, you know, three times in a row a lot of times. So. Okay. I like that. Yeah. And then this will, I actually am sitting down to do a recording, but the, a recording of this will be available on my YouTube channel in the next day or so. Okay, I like that. And definitely send me that link for the YouTube okay. video, and I'll put that on the show page. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I, I get the feeling that you like that, Nikki. Well, and, and like I said, I I like things that that can fire up the creativity because there's there's sometimes that I just kind of have to take a break from what I'm doing, but I like having something yes. that that you know I can I can do and always like things to fire up the creativity. See, this this is why I put that in my, my show note package. Because you just, you never know what people are going to come up with. Exactly. And, well, and I, you know, that's one of the things, that, one of the tools that I would use in working with somebody in a coaching practice online, especially. Yeah. Because you don't have to be, you know, it's, it's not requiring... Face or per, you know, in-person kind of work. Right, right. But there's a well, lot of other things that can be done online that uh, um, one would think could only be done in in person. So. Yeah, but you know, you can there now. There's so much you can do over over a call and over Zoom and that kind of thing that you know. Yes. No. You just gotta you gotta be present. Well, both of you gotta be present. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It does make a difference. <laughs> Absolutely. So how how can they find you? Well, I do have a website. It's jameshummocky.com. 
Okay. And, and that does started? have all the contact information. Um, if people want to come in for the somatic pleasure coaching, whether it's online or in person, which I invite people over here to Maui as well and work with people on, um, you know, three to five day uh, personal retreats, basically. And then, well, so they can get a hold of, go ahead. Well, of course they do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you can get a hold of me through my website. Um, and to do like, to do the coaching, I require uh, an interview process. There's a, a, a discovery call. And on my website, you can actually sign up for a discovery call. What I would suggest, though, even more so, is to shoot me an email or call, actually call my phone, text or call my phone. There's, yeah. By the time this, Airs, there'll be some changes done to my website that'll make it more that'll make it easier. And, and all um, the contact the, information will be on and websites and stuff will be on the on the uh, show page. Very good, very good. The other thing that I was <clears throat> going to offer to your um, to your uh, listeners is a ten percent discount on the. Thai massage training that I have online. Okay. So there'll be a special code, and uh, yeah, they can they can do that. It's a pretty, it's a very extensive level one training, and there's okay. more coming. <laughs> awesome! Awesome! Yeah. All right. And then. Uh, and then it, just one more thing is in January, there's going to be a retreat. We're running a retreat here on Maui at a, an organic farm with a little retreat center sort of out in the very rural areas here on Maui. And that'll be at the end of January and more information coming with that. But if people are interested, they should get a hold of me Get you on the list. January in paradise. Oh. Oh boy, and this place is is the epitome of paradise too. Plus, we'll be doing it's the it's somatic pleasure retreat, and it'll yeah, we have quite a uh, itinerary for people. Pleasure in paradise. Oh, see, you're, you're so mean. Such a tease. Such a tease. <laughs> Pleasure in paradise. Maybe I'll change the name. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Somatic pleasure in paradise. There you go. That is so yeah. bad. <laughs> it's good. It's so bad, it's good. Honey. Exactly. Oh, how bad can you stay it? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> well, James, thank you so much for being here with me today. Well, not here, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I do. Oh. Well, yeah, it was, it was a real pleasure talking to you. And, and, uh, um, oh. Yeah, I look forward you. to many more. Oh. Well, yes, we're we're gonna have James back, and uh, and and I I don't think we'll be doing it in person. If we do, though, trust me, you will hear about it, listeners. <laughs> so. I will be uh, heading out to Atlanta in a few weeks here and driving my yep. van back across the state. So, mm -mm. well, I I will be just up the coast. <laughs> so. Okay, I've never been to Virginia, so it might be fun. Oh, see, it's beautiful up here. It is, and I'm just okay. up the road. Just straight yeah. up 81. I'm right here. Okay. Let's uh, plan it. There you go. All right. Well, listeners, I hope that you enjoyed the call. The replay and all the information will be at lovecoachjourney.com slash somatic pleasure. It's S-O-M-A-T-I-C. P-L-E-A-S-U-R-E. 
And listeners, I will be with you next time on Ready for Love Radio.